0: Welcome to another Ad Talk podcast episode. Today we have season one, episode two, where we're going to talk all about assigned reading. So, last time I kind of mentioned that there were some pains regarding assigned reading. Now, as we get into this podcast, um, there's a lot that I want to talk about. I'm planning out a bunch of episodes, and I will say, I've realized that in some situations, I'm going to have to be very real with, with you, and I'm probably going to say some things that I have never really talked about, I mean, maybe a few people I've talked to, uh, but not like really like out loud, so there's going to be some moments where we get like, real not this episode I don't think I mean everything is going to be from my genuine experience remember that I am not a professional and I do have to say if I ever say something and you're like hey I relate to that maybe I have ADD or maybe I have ADHD first chill (laughs) chill there are going to be moments where you're going to relate to everything that I say But that does not mean that you have ADHD. And that that does not mean that you have ADD or whatever. It just means that there are some cases where someone without ADHD or without ADD can relate, can in fact relate to me. Because some things have nothing to do with disorder. Or it has nothing to do with a particular disorder. Sometimes it's just things that Everyone thinks but no one really talks about and the thing is when you have a disorder It's hard to distinguish. What is the disorder and what is? Normal so there might be things that I talk about that is normal for people There's also other things that I might talk about that is not normal for other people, you know, it really depends It's like some people can have Moments where they feel like they have OCD, but they don't really have OCD. They just there's just certain things that bother them. Like for me, it, it's numbers. And we'll, we'll talk about that in another episode. But, you know, just be aware of that just because you relate to me doesn't mean you have what I have. And if you think that you have ADHD or ADD or whatever, go talk to a professional about it. Never hurts to try. But just don't try to like self-diagnose yourself. And say, oh, you know, especially because a lot of you like to use the excuse to try to get um, certain medications. And let me just say, look, just because you have ADHD, just because you have ADD, doesn't mean that those medications are going to work for you. Every person with ADD, every person with ADHD has different needs in terms of medication of what is actually going to help. Sometimes people take Adderall, sometimes Adderall doesn't help. It really depends on the person and I would never suggest ever taking a medication without talking to a doctor first about it because for me I went through a couple um, I don't know if I can talk about specific medications because I'm not a doctor again I'm I'm not a professional I'm not able obviously to to prescribe but I mean I can tell you what I take I started with um, Concerta It's uh, 52 milligrams, I think. And then I slowly made my way to Ritalin. And we had, at first, tried, like, a combination of, like, Concerta and Ritalin. And then we just went Ritalin first. And Ritalin I take on a a case-by-case basis. Basically, like, on, like, a school day or, like, an, an exam day. I'll take Ritalin, which is 10... 10 milligrams, and I can take one, um, I can take like one in the morning, and then like one in the afternoon, or something like that, and I will feel the effects of it, and it basically just helps with my concentration, it doesn't always help, like, there. like, I mean, there's just certain things that the brain, you know, will respond to, there's other things that it it just won't. It really depends. I wouldn't actually be able to tell you exactly what it does, but that's just what I take. It does help, but I mean it only it only help to a to a certain degree, and um, that goes with any medication. That goes with Adderall. That goes with um, I forget what the other ones are, but it doesn't matter. Basically, if you think you have ADHD or you think you have some sort of problem, talk to a professional. They will know more, and also, if you're going to go on medication, be aware of the side effects, be aware of the symptoms that you might have, because every medication has side effects. It just depends, like, how bad it is, and how how much it's going to affect you. Some people, like, they get really moody, like, when it starts to go down. Some people, um, you know, it really just depends, because, you know, this medication, it is messing with your brain. So sometimes your brain can respond in like different ways. So just be aware, you know, if you're going to take medication or if you're going to do something or whatever, take talk to a doctor first, okay? You know, don't ever take anything that I say on this podcast and be like, you know what, I'm gonna try that just randomly. First of all, most of these are prescription drugs anyways, so you you would need a prescription anyways. And second of all, what I take is not necessarily going to help you because everyone is different, and that's just that's just a fact. Um, and then the other thing is, um, again, don't self-diagnose yourself because there are many instances where you can try to self-diagnose yourself and you are completely wrong. There are so many different reasons to explain a thousand things that I'm going to say. It's not all ADHD and it's not all bad either. Like, it's not all like, oh, you know, you have ADHD or you have schizophrenia or you have whatever. You know, there's going to be things that you, there's always gonna be something that you can relate to, but it's not always gonna be like, oh, that's the problem. Because, you know, there's only so much that I can tell you and so much that like, because there's, obviously I'm a normal person, I'm I'm a regular human being. There's going to be things where I say something and a normal human being will be able to relate to me. There's going to be other things that I say and it, it, it won't make any sense. And that's okay. So just be aware of that. Now, <clears throat> let's get into this. So assigned reading. Assigned reading is... <sighs> okay, let me give you my backstory first. I grew up loving to read. I did I genuinely did you could not find me without a book up until about seventh eighth grade I think even past that like I you could talk it to like probably any one of my classmates or teachers or whatever I read all the time I read like the magic treehouse books I would read like Harry Potter, I would read like Percy Jackson, I would read Guardians of the like there were books that I would read all the time and you could not see me without a book. And then we got to about 8th or 9th grade. I want to say probably more 9th grade because 8th grade you know it didn't really like process already but 9th grade is when it got really bad tenth, eleventh, twelfth, and even now in college, I hate assigned reading so much. And in fact it's so bad that I kinda hate reading in general too. And there's a number of reasons why. And not all of them are very, not all of them are necessarily the education's like the education system's fault. Some of them are just that it just happened naturally. Some of them, I'm wondering if there's maybe a more effective way of teaching some of these things. That, because you do have to wonder how someone who enjoys reading goes from enjoying reading to just hating it in general. And I don't necessarily hate all reading, it's just the side ones that I really hate. Especially the ones that are attached to reading quizzes. Now this was way before any like school was like intervening in, in the reading process but I had a problem with retaining information because I would read a book and then like let's say my brother would come up and ask me like what did I just read? I would be like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Because it it honestly usually took a while for, for it to really, like, process. Because um, <clears throat> my short-term memory is pretty bad. My short-term memory is bad. My long-term memory is really good. But my short-term memory is not so hot. And especially when it comes to long and tedious activities that I don't necessarily want to do. I mean... When it came to books that I actually enjoyed, I would remember them, and those were my favorite books to read. Like the Percy Jackson books, loved them to death. Uh, Harry Potter, loved it to death. Primary games, I loved, well, I liked the first book. The second and third, I didn't really enjoy it as much. Um, and then, it, you know, we would just go down down the list. Um, There are about like a handful of books that I actually enjoyed though, and those were the ones that really stuck with me for a while. And there were other ones where they were fine, I enjoyed them, but I just didn't have the same level of engagement with them. And those ones I didn't tend to remember as much. And the other thing is that I had to read my books out loud. I could not read in my head. And people would find that weird. And people would often complain about it. But the thing is, I don't know if you guys realize this, but attention deficit disorder, or ADHD, or whatever you want to call it, it it messes with your process of learning learning material. And the best way for me to learn is through multitasking. I know that a lot of people say that that's not an effective way of learning, but for me that's the only way that I can learn and it might not be the most effective way, but it's the only way that works, so therefore it is effective for me. So usually what I'll do is I'll look at the page and I'll read it out loud. And I'll read it to me, like I I tried the whole reading in my head. What I found is that if, if I tried reading in my head, I won't remember anything. I really won't. I tried. It just never worked. Never. Not once. So I would always just read it out loud. And, you know, that made it difficult. Especially when we were supposed to do, like, silent reading. And I would be, like, reading. And I would just be, like, staring at a page. And I would be making no progress. It's not that I didn't want to read. It's just that I couldn't read the way that people were expecting me to. And I think that became a problem, because as I grew older, it became a lot harder to just, like, read everything out loud, and it also became a lot more tedious, especially when people were expecting me to also annotate on the side, like, oh, you gotta, like, write down all everything that you learned, or whatever, and, lear- like, write down your interpretation of things, like, underline the metaphors, underline the similes, and the... And the figure of speeches, and literature devices, and mark how those affect the pages. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this. This is stupid. Because, first of all, who the heck cares about whether or not, what, who the heck cares about what Shakespeare meant when he said <laughs> to be or not to be? Like, who, who cares? Like, that's what I ultimately had. And there was one time in like seventh grade where we were able to choose a book, but we had to choose something that we hadn't read before. And I thought, you know what, I'll choose Sherlock Holmes. I've heard that it's good. You know, I've heard that he's like really popular. So I choose Sherlock Holmes and The Hound or The Baskerville. And... (laughs) Apparently, I chose the absolute worst book to choose because I wanted to stab my eyes out the entire time because it was so boring and it just talked about the stupid more and there was no action. There was nothing. It was, oh God, I never even finished it. I I couldn't. (laughs) That was like the first time I was truly bored by a book. But the thing is I didn't need to be bored to not like pay attention to a book. I just needed to not be as interested. Like the ones the books that I remember are the ones that I really love. Like, um, of course the entirety of the Percy Jackson series. This Percy Jackson here was Olympus, not not the other ones. Um, but then I also enjoyed um there are some there are some there are some ones like the the Princess Academy I remember reading that was pretty good and then the tales of Despero. I remember um, there are, I could go down the list but I but I won't there are some there's, there's some currently that I that, uh, that I dig with um, but in high school it got to a point where I just hated reading no matter what book it was it didn't matter what it was. I just hated the idea of assigned reading because a lot of times what comes with them is reading tests, and I don't know if people realize this, but a reading test for someone with ADD or any any of the learning disabilities, I think, I think even people with like dyslexia, especially uh, especially like struggle with this. But I could be wrong. I'm only going to talk about ADD, Um, but some of this stuff could could very easily apply to other disorders, and I would definitely believe it because. The thing is like we could read the entire novel and still not understand the point or what happened um i read the like basically the entire book of the sisters Grimm, and i understood none of it um and that was by choice imagine having to actually read it for an assignment like there was one where uh what was it called I don't even remember it because it was, it, it just, it went in and out. It was like 7th grade. It was not Shakespeare. It was like one of those um, newer novels, but I, I I could not care about it at all. And we were supposed to read it. And let's be honest, most people don't read the books that they're supposed to read. They just read the Spark Notes because that's, that's wonderful. And, you know... A lot of teachers probably would comment about Spark notes. And I I don't know. Maybe at some point down the line I can get like start doing interviews and I'll and I'll bring on like a, a teacher or something and we can talk about it. Um, I would like to do interviews at some point, not right now. I think right now I wanna focus on just like just talking about everything and talking as much as possible. Maybe like twenty episodes down the line I can consider doing like interviews. I've never interviewed a person so I don't even I don't even know how I would approach that, but know maybe maybe if you're interested hit me up just uh email the ad talk at gmail.com or just like messages on on twitter and i'll think about it um but anyways so i didn't i actually like shakespeare i don't know about you guys but i actually like shakespeare i liked romeo and juliet i liked Macbeth. i liked hamlet I liked Titus Andronicus. Um, what else did we have to read? We had to read um, *The Tempest*. Like, there's a lot that we had to read. I basically, had to read the entire library of the Shakespeare, of of Shakespeare. And I didn't mind that part. What I did mind was the annotating. I fucking hated that. Oh my god, I, I, I don't mean to swear, but sometimes it just comes out. And that is one moment because the annotating part is what drained me. I if we just had to read and that was it, and then maybe we like write a paper on it, I would have been fine. But it's but my I remember my ninth grade teacher made us annotate every basically every other page. And she said that she would check it if we didn't. So what I did and she can't fail me now, but what I did is I took every single page and I underlined something because as long as you underline something, it looks like that you're actually paying attention when in reality, you didn't understand anything. Now, I want to highlight some good experiences with assigned reading, and that is in my theory and inquiry class that I just took this semester. That was a really good teacher. A really great teacher. Was very engaging. It was hard material that we had to work. But you know what? I actually read the books. I actually read the books. Because they were insightful. He talked us through it. He didn't make us take these stupid reading quizzes. And he was just easy to work with and we just talked about it we talked about two different books it was Titus Andronicus by William Shakespeare and it was Wild Seed by Olivia Butler sorry Octavia Butler not Olivia, Octavia Butler but they were really good books and they, they tied the theories and we could talk about the theories in class, we didn't have to come in knowing everything We would just talk through it, we would just talk about it and we could show that we read the material by just speaking about it and that was great. The ones that do the reading quizzes irritate me so much because here's the thing. I might have read the entire book front to back but I'm not going to remember why John went to the supermarket on page 20. Even if it was a significant moment. It doesn't matter if it was a significant moment. I find it... I understand why teachers do it. But it's so bad that they do it. Because you make people hate to read. You make people who love reading hate reading. Because... They have to worry about every small detail. Oh, is that going to be on the test? Is that... Like, is the moment on page 202 going to be on the quiz? Like, I could understand the entire thing. But if you tell me... Hey, what was this missing word in this one sentence on page 203? I don't know. Is it bananas? (laughs) It's... Especially some with people with, like, learning disabilities, like uh, dyslexia and ADHD and, and, you know, the whole list. It's just a nightmare to come across. And I don't know, actually, why. I mean, I understand what the teachers are trying to do. But it's not going to help anyone. All they're going to do is just try and use Sparknotes to the best of their abilities and not read the book and when the quiz happens it's not gonna motivate them to read people think I think teachers sometimes think that because it's gonna be quizzed like because it's gonna be tested people are then going to actually read the book when in reality that's not gonna happen now It is a wonder like what like like what can you actually do to test like someone's like critical thinking or understanding of a novel without doing a reading quiz. Because I think that's what teachers are trying to do. They're trying to make sure that everybody is on board and learns the material. And the only way they see they can do that is by testing on it. Like giving like a reading quiz. But it's always on like the weirdest and most obscure material. And I think the thing is, if we just talked about the books that we read, I feel like most people would just understand. I mean, sure, you're always going to have like that one portion of the class that just doesn't want to engage. And that's fine. But it's better than having everyone take a quiz and trying to remember about the book that they read last week everything about it. Like first of all, I I think people forget that they're not the only class where someone has to read a book. And so, like there was one year where I had to read like 10 books in different classes. And I would get them confused so badly. Like I did not I would remember the plot. I just didn't remember which book was which. And so I would say, like, this was like the English patent, when in reality it was a completely different book. But I would get the plot right, but I would get the actual, like, title wrong. And it was so, like, it was so bad, especially since, you know, in the beginning of the college and like the end of high school. I was just in a miserable miserable spot anyways. So that didn't help. But it definitely didn't help with all the, the, the reading quizzes. So. And you know, math isn't necessarily better. Math, well, math can be better. Except for the one time that I had the professor that literally ignored all my accommodations. We'll get into that in another episode, I think, though. <laughs> um, accommodations are tough. And there's not ev- there's not a whole lot teachers can necessarily do to to really accommodate a student. Especially when, you know, the, there's not really a solution. I mean, sure, you can give, like, extra time and a half or whatever. And you can give them your notes and everything. But that doesn't necessarily solve, like, the actual problem. And it it doesn't always help to like find a solution because there's not always a solution where something is actually going to like help it just really depends like how do you solve the problem of someone just like not being able to read in their head well actually the solution is actually have an audiobook I use audiobooks all the time no this podcast is not sponsored but I use audiobooks all the time it used to be shamed that people would read like using audiobooks but I actually recommend it to everyone to listen to the book and read it at the same time because it really does actually help with not only speeding the process along but also retaining information is you're looking at it, like, twice. And the problem is that not all books have audiobooks. And um, I ran into that problem with my, one of my current classes. Or one of my, this semester, one of my other classes. Where the books did not exist. There was no audiobook version. And there was also no version where I could actually, like, have, like, a screen reader read it. Because sometimes I do that. I just have like the screen reader read it. But the problem is that these books are so old that they're just the picture of the book. And so the screen reader doesn't actually read it. And that's actually a real problem. Not just for me. But imagine people who are like visually impaired and trying to take these classes. It's really tough to like read a book that you literally can't read. Um... So I think professors can also have an open mind. and Keep in mind that the books they choose should ideally have some sort of way for other people to, like, read. Like, not just, like, visually, but literally just, like, listen to you along. Like, if you can, like, hook it up to, like, a screen reader or something, or have an audiobook version, that's really beneficial. Because people love to, like judge people for like listening to an audiobook instead of actually reading but the thing is a lot of the time it's actually helpful for anyone to just listen to the audiobook and read at the same time because when you read it in your head sometimes you don't really like read it you know like you might read it like you read the words but because you're thinking about like reading in your head. Like half of your brain is kind of occupied by trying to read in your head, and so you're not necessarily processing the full information. But if you're just listening to it, it's kind of like watching the movie. You don't necessarily have to look at the screen, but you can hear what's going on and you can remember what's going on. And if it's a really good narrator, you can sometimes like visualize like what's going on. Like one of my favorite, uh oh, narrators um is jim daly uh, and he reads the harry potter books i think it was technically the uk version but um he reads the audiobooks and they he does like all the voices and it's really enjoyable to read like yes i can read the books on my own but i can all, but i can also listen to them and sometimes like if you're in the car it's just a lot better to just listen to the books as you're driving it's kind of like how people listen to podcasts while they're driving um and it's very helpful for a lot of people and i think it would be helpful if teachers when they think about the books they're assigning if they're able to also provide an audiobook version for the class Like just have that as like a blackboard option put it on blackboard or put it on whatever wherever and give that resource to the kids or to your students like why not have that available because i think i think sometimes teachers forget that you know students they need other resources it's not always just it's not always easy to just like look at the book and just read it sometimes you need that narrator to to read it to you, and there's a number of people who need it. It's not just people who are visually impaired. It's also people with like learning disabilities, like with ADHD, or dyslexia, or um, I don't know, maybe even Tourette's. Like I don't know, but I'm sure a lot of people would benefit, even the ones that don't have anything wrong with them. You know why? Because they might not like reading, but they can listen along and still get the same material I think people are so like so obsessed with everyone just like being able to read text that they forget about like the other the actual importance of like reading is so that they can like learn from the uh, literature pieces so that you can like learn from these other authors and like learn how to like write like they do, or learn the different techniques of writing, or you know, there's there's a number of ways. I mean, even with linguistics, or I don't know, like people who actually analyze the text. Like, it's still easier to just have just like an audio version. And I don't know why schools don't provide them yet. Maybe they just haven't thought about it. I'm. I would recommend ha- just having one available and just see if the number of students who actually read the books goes up. Because I have a feeling that it would actually increase. Because here's the thing, the reason why people, most people don't read the books is because they don't like reading. They don't like reading. And so if they can just listen to it and get the same, like, material out of it then that's going to help a lot it's not like watching a movie it's still reading it's just a different way of reading and we have the technology now we have the ability to read most books so why not do it um, and you know maybe that's something that like schools need to look into like a way to like partner with like audible or something so that they can do this but it would actually be a really good idea. And it would probably help a lot. Also, when it comes to annotating, I, I get that you want to teach people how to annotate. But current readers don't necessarily like annotating. Because they don't want to ruin the books. Or because they just don't do it. So, you know, I think there there, there are different ways of encouraging annotating without forcing your students to annotate. Like, you could say, you know, make sure you take notes on the side. Or just have a phone with you and use the voice memo app and be like, oh, on page 309, Shakespeare said this, and I think he meant this. And having that voice memo is going to be very helpful. Because it doesn't matter if they end up actually playing it back or not. What matters is that they have it written down, they have it somewhere where they could, they could reference back to it. And so, it's not always a case of just, like, annotating the traditional way, or annotating how you want them to annotate, but more so allowing them the freedom to just explore with annotating. Whether they want to do a voice memo, or writing on the pages themselves, or... Like, you shouldn't be forcing a student to annotate one way or another. You should just say, you know, let's practice annotating and let's make sure that we can talk about this portion of the of the book, you know. Maybe we can talk about like Acts one through three and so make sure you take like notes on them. And then people will find their way of of annotating. And it doesn't need the teacher's intervention. Assigned reading is hard. Because it's like reading is bad in general but reading being forced to read is even worse because I'm not even choosing to do it and we're you're, you're growing up in an era where people don't really have an attention span and you know it's and in some cases it's hard to find that work life balance like the balance between doing schoolwork and like living their actual life. And homework, you know, they say that you should always have like a work a good work life balance. And I think that also goes to school. But the problem is that teachers are assigning so much homework that nobody has time to actually like live their life and do other things. And so if we can like make homework a little bit more efficient then I feel like more people will be willing to do it. And you will see like a drop in incomplete assignments because it'll just take less time to do it. And I feel like people like teachers, especially like outside of college, like just grade school, they're always trying to like force a lot of work to be done. But it doesn't necessarily have to be done that way. I get the idea behind it, but it doesn't encourage people to learn and it certainly doesn't help when when it's like a half a letter grade and then and, and like is like the weirdest assignments. Like math if I do math like at least like I can like stop at like ten equations or whatever. Reading a lot of teachers like assign like full like like a hundred pages, two hundred pages in like a week, and like I get it, like people who are like actually good at reading can like get through that no big deal, but you have to realize that if you want people to actually retain that information, doing like big chunks like that in a really fast pace is not the way to do it, and in fact, most people aren't even gonna do it, and you know this already. So if you're going to say, like, that's a reader, like Acts 1 to 4 in like a week, you've got to know what you're going to get out of the result. And I think that teachers in general should just make their classes more accommodative, not just for the people who need it, but just for students in general. And ask themselves, well, do I really need to assign this much homework? Or am I just trying to get these kids to work? I get like, I think like certain curriculums they like require certain homework to be done. But there's a way to do it where it's like flexible with the student. So they can also enjoy their lives. Because a lot of people, you know, they have sports, they have extracurricular, they have friends to hang out with. And yeah, they should prioritize school. But at the same time, you know We always promote like a, a healthy like, work-life balance in the real world, so why not do that when they're young as well so that they can have that proper life balance before they get into the real world and so that they know how to, to manage their, their social lives and their work lives at the same time. Yeah, there are going to be days where they might not be able to hang out as much, but you should still have the ability for them to do it on a regular basis. And it shouldn't always be like, oh, you have to spend like eight hours on this homework assignment, because that's just not realistic, and not not many people are gonna do that. Like, just I guess my advice would be to just have more of an open mind. First of all, many people are probably having many people probably have learning disorders that are undiagnosed. It just happens and they might not have the accommodations yet and they might need the accommodations later on. But if we like implement the accommodations already into the the school, then there's less you have to worry about when it comes to students who are different. And also, if someone is actually struggling with their homework and they're not doing it, find the source, figure out why. See if you can work with the student to have them do it like say hey what's going on you haven't turned in your homework for like the past three weeks and they might say hey well I've just been really stressed and you know I can't really find the time to do it or I can't like I feel like my work is inadequate and I feel like there's no point on turning it in on time if it's not complete so I just don't turn it in because that's what I did a lot and It didn't always be that way, but when I got into, like, high school, like, late high school, and, like, even college a little bit, it was just really, like, my, my, I, (laughs) I was just not in a good place. And it didn't, like, the schoolwork didn't help, and I, I would try to do it, but I was really stressed all the time. And I was, and if I'm not in a good, like if any person is not in a good place, they're probably not gonna be able to put in like their hundred and ten percent work, especially when people are assigning like ten hour long school assignments. And so, just to have that awareness, I think in just like schools would be like really beneficial, because then the you know the students don't feel as overworked. And they're more willing to work with their teachers. And you know, of course, there's always going to be like troublemakers and stuff like that. But, you know, I think the more I think what I've found is that the more accommodative like a teacher is, the more I'm actually willing to put in the work and actually do what they want me to do, because they show that they have respect for me. And then the, I then have respect for them in return. And I think a lot of teachers like to feel like they're just in control and it doesn't always work because i just feel like it's not helping it it doesn't help when a teacher is like trying to like make a point out of something um and yeah they maybe the student does deserve it but at the same time they are just a kid and yeah they might be teenagers but that doesn't mean that they have their entire life figured out and i feel like a lot of people they like to expect that like a lot of teens are already like have everything figured out and they're all fine and dandy when in reality they're stressed out of their minds and they don't know what they're doing and they're worried about whether or not their 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 classmate next to them likes them or not and it doesn't even have to be like like a like like situation could just be like oh I think that person hates me and I hate I think everybody hates me actually now that I think about it and I think that like half the people are probably talking about me and I think the other half probably just don't give a shit about me and then I'm in this conundrum where I'm like nobody likes me so what's the point in like even trying and you know everyone has that mindset at some point even the popular kids have that mindset they just don't say it they just, they feel that but they just don't say it like oh maybe that person just pretended to like me or like oh you know I don't know you know that person like looked at me sideways I think that they actually hate me you know you just have those like mood swings and sometimes you just don't have the mental capacity to add schoolwork on top of it and you know it's I would say that it's not an excuse it's a reason it's not, like, my disorder is not an excuse, but it is a reason as to why I'm doing something. Like, oh, like, but it's also not always the sole reason. There's usually a lot of other reasons, other than my disorder, that I'm not doing the work that I'm supposed to be doing. You know, the good teachers are able to find, the good teachers are able to work with the student and try to find a solution that works both best for both of them. Not to be like, oh, you don't have to do your homework. But like be like more like, hey, how can I help you actually do your homework? Like what can I do? Can I like give you some like extra time like in class? Do you need to see me during like study hours? Like what do you need from me so that you can actually do your work? Like, do you need me to talk you through this equation? Do you need me to talk you through this, like, this, like, this story? Like, what do you think of, like, the reading? Like, do things that will actually encourage people to do the work instead of just judging them. Like, I feel like most teachers, like, like to, like, judge. They're like, oh, that student, like, always slacks off and they never do their homework. Or like, oh, that person always does the homework and they're so good. Why can't that student be like this student? And it it's just stressful for everyone and even if the person doesn't have even if the student doesn't have a disorder it doesn't really matter what matters is they have some sort of problem and it needs to be resolved and all you're doing is just judging them for it and that's not going to help anybody if you want that person to actually succeed try putting a little bit of time in and see, like, what the problem is. Because more likely than not, there is an issue. They just don't want to say it because they don't want to get in trouble. Like, half the things that I've thought, I never brought up through a single teacher, Because I, I I, was a good student. I never got detention. I never got suspensions. I never got anything. Because it was all, I was always trying to keep my head straight. Because God forbid I ever get into sent to the principal's office because I did something. I would, that would be the worst day of my life and not just because of how my mom would react but because of how I would feel about it because I always felt terrible whenever I got into any sort of trouble so it was like uh, it was better just to not say anything at all and maybe it's wrong to say that it's the teacher's responsibility to reach out to the student but at the same time if they're actually wanting their students to learn and and respect them and put in the work and do all this for them. Sometimes all a student needs is a reason to try. Like hey like like to sit down and talk to them. You're like, hey, how come you haven't done your work? Like how come you haven't done the reading? Like, uh is there something that I can do to help you out? Like do you need extra time? Do you like I feel like People like to only give accommodations to people who need it, like people who have like a medical reason, like ADHD or dyslexia or whatever. But people don't necessarily like to give accommodations to those who just need it because they need it. And maybe if teachers were able to do that on a more regular basis, they would see students being a little bit more successful in their work. Now, I don't know. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a professional. But I would imagine that at least if you were to put in the effort and be like, hey, what can I do to help you out? At least then you have the student thinking about it, like, oh, you know, they're right, I haven't done the schoolwork, so what can they do to help me? Like, you know, is there a problem at home where something is, like, happening and you're just really stressed out? Is there something in school that's happening? You don't have to say that, oh, you know, I feel like shit. But you could say like hey yeah it's it's not going so hot like i'm really stressed out and you know i don't want to like burden you like i like i want to do the schoolwork, but i just can't find the time like i got and i don't even understand the material and then like you know i feel like i'm not really getting it in class and i don't want to be like put on the spot and you know when you have that like back and forth with a student and teacher and you have that You at least show that progress can be made. Because you at least show that, oh, now you have a reason. Oh, they're really stressed. Oh, I get that. Now what can I do to help them? Instead of being the one who's always judging them and being like, oh, that person is so lazy, they never do their work. Maybe there's a reason why. And maybe you should find out why. And I feel like once, once people figure that out, I feel like the rest is somewhat easier. Not, It's, gonna be, it's not going to be easy, but at least it shows that you've tried. And I feel like we kind of got off topic a little. I mean, we're kind of on topic, but we're a little off topic, but it's okay. I think that this is really good to talk about, though. And when it comes to sign reading, I don't know if there's a solution for it. Because I I understand, like, English teachers, like, they have curriculum to follow. Like, you have to read Shakespeare, you have to read this, you have to read that. But maybe if there's, like, a way to do more encouraging, then... I think, honestly, the solution is just to provide more accommodations. Not just for people who need it, but just for the overall class. Because you have no idea later down the line... Oh this person, it turns out they have ADHD, oh it turns out this person has dyslexia, oh it turns out this person has, you know, they're on the ASD spectrum or something like that. I don't know. There could be a number of reasons why someone is not doing the reading or not, whatever. And honestly, I think the other thing is that all those reading quizzes, they need to go out the window. I swear. <laughs> those, are the, those are the main reasons why people hate reading. Because people expect them to know every single detail about the book. When in reality, that's just not how it works. <laughs> it is. Especially when, because like, I might have known that information, but it's always the day of the test where I forget everything. Like, oh, shit, what was that father's name? I don't know, was it John? No, it was actually Peter. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was Peter. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, um I think in reality, a lot of situations could be solved by someone just being a little bit more accommodative. And maybe that's the lesson of the day. Sometimes people just need accommodations, even if they don't have a disorder. Anyways, I think that'll be it for today. This is a, this is a, this is a good one, I think. Uh, I definitely have, like more episodes figured out already you know later on the line we can figure out where we want to go and everything i don't really have an essay trajectory i don't even have like the i just want to make this i just want to make it a thing and even if no one listens i'm fine with that but you yeah, know. it'd be nice if people did actually listen. anyways <laughs> i hope you guys enjoyed this this conversation, you know, some of these talks, they're gonna get real. And I might get nervous about, you know, putting some stuff on blast, but I wanna be honest. Because that, that, I mean, what's the point of this podcast if I can't be honest? So there's gonna be some things that I'll talk about that I probably have never said before in my personal life and in life in general. You know, there's gonna be things that you might not have ever heard. And that's okay. <laughs> I think that what's important is that nobody takes anything personally that I say, especially if you are part of like, the conversation. Uh, you know, I, I don't like to have like, grudges or anything. And you know, I think that the most important part of this podcast is that people are able to just learn something anything. Just have a conversation and have a dialogue. Maybe you relate to some of the stuff that I talk about. You know, just something. You know, it's not really, the goal is not animosity. The goal is not to make enemies. The goal is just to spread awareness, talk about something that isn't really talked about, and you know, just see where it goes from there. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And I'll, I'll see you guys next week. Bye!